Welcome to the Sherlock's Weekly Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Corridge-Cole. This week, I'm joined by Astrid Carter, Tor Cardona and Charlotte Collins. So, we've got to start with TV, as always. What have people... I feel like there's a few ill people around the table today who've probably been watching lots of TV. I had, like, a great four days bedbound to yes, finally catch really up. Yeah, I was Ill. really sick, which was really unfortunate. But the benefit was that I got to catch up with quite a lot of stuff. So I finally... I feel like the world's worst Game of Thrones fan ever because I literally completely abandoned it this season. It's quite hard when you actually really love something to sit and focus for a full hour on it. Like, I want to give it my undivided attention, but, like, I'm a busy person, so, you know, it's had to get a big Game of Thrones fan. So, which is, as I said to you before, like, I'm not into, like, you know, weird sci-fi stuff, but it's just, it's a really good show. Anyway. My husband did say to me the other day, I think, having listened to us talk about it on the podcast, he was like, should we start? I was like, no. No, I'm oh, shutting that down so right now. Good. Oh, I really want to take it. The season finale of this season was like unbelievable. Like, it just everything about it was insane. Like, the plot twist and the, just the graphics. Like, I know nothing about production or anything like that. But what they make happen in front of your eyes is absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, I did actually wow. watch it, even though I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I was at a friend's what, house. What, you just randomly watched the last episode? But it was, it was unbelievable, like right? I was at a friend's house, and they're like massive into Game of Thrones, and it was the day it came out so like we're really sorry Astrid but we're going to watch it and so, admit yeah, it was insane yeah, like, you can appreciate what, that it's incredible I didn't, had no idea what was happening but it is incredible what like, channel is it is it on Sky Sky Atlantic yeah. but, and, and I love what Sky do unlike anything else you know normally you have to wait for an American series to come like to the UK and it's normally like a bit of a delay mm. they put it on at the exact same time as you see it in America so it's on at 2 o'clock in the morning on a like Sunday to Monday and obviously you like most people just record it but it means that there's like that's no bad. there's no spoilers oh, there's it no it's, it's to avoid spoilers uh, yeah. this, they, it was probably it Monday night the yeah after, exactly yeah. but it's really good it because good. you can it was so so what else, have you, what, what else have you been watching? So I also watched Doctor Foster, season one, which I hadn't watched before. Have you at all seen it? I have, yeah. Season one, yeah. And have you watched I the new one? No, but I'm going to catch up. Have you, Georgie? Well, there's only been one episode in the yeah. new one. Is that right? Yeah, the new one. Did you watch tonight? season one, though? So I watched season one on Astrid's recommendation. I said to my friend the other day, he's in, in casting, I said, the trouble is, she's just really not a very good actress. And she said, actually, that's not true. I she is a good actress. True. I think that's true. I agree. But she said, it's so clunky, the script. And I think, I started actually watching the series on with my husband. And we were sitting there watching it. And he was like, this is ridiculous. This does not happen. You do not say those yes. things. And I think my friend just hit nail on the head when she said it's so clunky. And I don't know who's written the script, but I feel like it's someone who's not married. Or, I don't know. It, it's so just really unrealistic. Yeah. And as my friend said... He, I've forgotten his name, the husband, she said he's actually a phenomenal actor. Mm. But he's put in these ridiculous scenarios that are so not true to life. Yeah. And it's sort of the same with her. So I do enjoy it. I am watching it. But I really struggle with yeah. the script. Yeah. I, I agree. I really didn't enjoy it at all. I, didn't mm-hmm. I thought she was such a stereotypical awful character I thought she was so but that's unlikable she's meant to be she's meant to yeah. be like the stereotypical but no one behaves world. like that no one finds a hair on their scarf and thinks their husband's having an affair that's not that just doesn't happen I think oh, I would, would. I think but, I that, would. but only psycho <laughs> I cannot sorry I can't relate to that at all maybe there are women but, but also the story that they would relate they to this perfect marriage yeah perfect marriage and then he's perfect and he's, marriage and suddenly he's been having an affair right. for three years it, it's just yeah it could have been written in a month I just think it could be a lot more subtle and I think it's I a bit do, more powerful. I think it's a shame. Yeah. I think that old guy, the f- guy, 
Oh, the dad? No, I have no, this so so like old guy that was like old doctor, doctor that drunk old. doctor, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I well, I think that the second series, I don't know, I was saying to you, I don't know why they've done it. Like, it's a bit kind of... This, was it not laid to rest? Not yeah. really, like, it's ridiculous. And well, I think it was successful, so... Yeah, yeah I mean, that's why, but I think that is getting even more ridiculous if the first series was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's yes. better stuff on TV. Agreed. Yeah. Like Narcos, which I've started. <laughs> Brilliant, so good. Have you done a tie and watched all nine episodes? No, in one day? I, no, I, I, that, that really would... It, um, require me to stay up all night um, <laughs> so no I haven't and Liar is the one that was on last night yes. you, yeah with Dion Grufford who I love do you know who he is no he's in like he's just re- he's in 101 dimensions by the way in 102 sorry, dimensions 102, sorry 102 dimensions you would recognise him he's like one of these really really handsome British actors but I've loved him like forever he's gorgeous <laughs> what's his name Eon, E-R, sorry I-O-A-N Netflix, so she is completely strange yeah, yeah. to five channels. I say five, she doesn't do channel five, she doesn't really do channel four either. Or ITV, <laughs> it's basically the Beeb. <laughs> Darling, what's on the Beeb? There's an E series. Anyway, she's had good things. Strike, there you go. I'm trying to stop my six year old Coco from saying like the whole time, so she's just she's starting to talk up at the end of the sentences. Oh, no. <laughs> thing is, like, oh. mummy, I mean, mummy, I was like, I was, and I'm like, no, darling. <laughs> the thing is, mummy, I said this, not I like said this. She's got that sort of rolling her eyes, shaking her head. There's like in every word. And anyway, I've got a mini teenager on your hands. Oh yeah. my God, it is mm-hmm. literally the scariest thing ever. And, and I keep saying to know, like is not required in that sentence, Coco. <laughs> But then I hear myself saying it, yeah. and I just heard how many times we said we I said, said it in that yeah. TV all the time, and literally I say literally. And when I say that, when I describe somebody talking, I only say, and she was like, and I was like, I don't say, and you said, and she said. said yeah. it's so awful. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to horrendous habit, yeah. but everyone does it. I mean, I'm trying to train a six-year-old not to get into that oh, habit. God. Gosh. Um, anything else anyone's been watching? Um, Strictly started this weekend. Yay! I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> I'm um, like such a Strictly yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm a massive Strictly fan. But normally when you have to... do you watch it though? Because like, it's on a weekend. weekend. Yes. Yeah, so I take my favourite thing is getting ready for a Saturday night with Strictly in the background. That to me is like, you know how I love autumn and that is like autumn personified for me. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Should we have a bell every time someone says like? Yeah, we ring the bell. Yeah, or literally money for charity can I just say sorry just going back to that I've also picked up a really bad habit from Love Island I say interesting after like everything interesting. yeah I, I used to say in Love Island interesting I say punching now <laughs> quite punching. a lot we've, yeah. we've now started That's to analyse our couple friends we've got this one couple and he is just so punching <laughs> and she doesn't know that he's so punching That's and it worse. really bothers us we're like I mean they're just so anyway that's so punching. Anyway. Yeah, punching. I, quite, I do like that saying. I think it's great. Yeah, it really yeah. sums it up. Also, back to Strictly oh, yeah. X Factor's back as well, which I love. It's such. Yeah, it's you're such... sort of the only person left in the UK. <laughs> yeah. in the world. We watched. We watched about 
10 minutes of it on this, this weekend and I just had to switch it off. But it the, is you're just the best bit no. because they're all like hilarious. I think when you when you love Bake Off, which is like a really lovely show where like everyone supports each other and it's all really happy and you've got positivity and like nice judges and whatever. You, I can't go back to X Factor where it's all like, you know, Nicole v. Sharon and them like, you no, know. No, but I don't, think, so I don't think it all has to be happy. I just think yeah, it's just, so done. I just think it's so... But they really exploit them on X Factor. Yeah, that's what I mean, exactly. Like, not be on TV. But they're also desperate for ratings because no one's watching other than yeah. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're sort of desperate to sort of have a bitch fight on stage or something, aren't they? But a bit like you, it reminds you of like winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. But Strictly Agreed. is back. Sorry, yeah, Strictly is back. And so it was the teaser show. It was a teaser my friend they... actually went to the teaser oh, show. So... I actually would like to go on Strictly. <laughs> that's my absolute life. I actually goal. thought there was a reason to be famous. Oh, that's and why to get on Strictly. Yeah, I'd like that's to be famous for reason. I was listening to a podcast today with Anna Faris. Is that her yeah, name? Anna Faris, yeah. Well, Eva Longoria kept calling her Anna. Oh, I think it's an American. It's just American. Yeah. Anyway, Anna Faris, yeah. who has this very successful podcast. And she had Eva Longoria on it. And they are making a new overboard. Does anyone get the excitement of that? I don't know what that is. It's a real age thing. Sorry. You don't know what Overboard is? Never what is it? Oh, is it a movie? God. I did go to a dinner party not long ago and there was a woman there. I can't remember her name, but all I remember is we had a common love of Goldie Horn. Okay. Overboard? Goldie Horn? No. Oh my God. I'm really showing my age. Private Benjamin? Yeah, Private Benjamin. So I once told my dad I wanted to join the okay, army. Charlotte, and watch you need to go home and watch Overboard because okay. you fucking love it. Okay. Is it a movie? It's a movie. So Goldie Horn is this loaded... Princess. I have seen this and they're on a boat. Yeah. yeah she's not a this. princess. She's just a yeah. very princess indulged. I think that so like when I told my dad I wanted to join the army, he was like, You need to watch another Jewish princess join the army, so it made me watch Private Benjamin. Oh, that's not so my favourite concert because yeah. I actually did want to join the army for quite <laughs> a long time. Hard to believe. I was actually in the cadets when I was at school. Georgie. Which again is quite hard to believe. And I wanted to join the short service limited commission on my gap year, which is a year you yeah. become an officer for a year. Um, I know. But I when I think back, I think probably I was influenced by Private Benjamin. Um, but anyway, Overboard is this very rich American woman who goes off on this fat yacht. And she's sort of in her leopard print dressing gown, drinking a martini. <laughs> and she basically falls overboard, gets washed up somewhere. And some, and it's Kurt Russell, which is how they met. Oh, that's nice. Scoops her up and he's some sort of bogan trailer trash. Maybe how This is ringing no bell. With about, I don't know how many children. And he tells her, she, oh, she gets knocked on the head, forgets where she is. Forgets who she is. This sounds very like fantastical. Like and yeah. anyway, he takes her home. He, I haven't seen Robert. He takes her home and says, "You're my wife, and these are your children." Oh, that's quite funny. I mean, it's bloody okay. funny. Anyway, yeah. they are remaking Overboard clearly because no, no one right. else. Okay, remembers it's it, and it's, I'm actually quite disturbed. Slash excited who's, oh, who's in it do you know it? well I'm yeah. guessing Eva Longoria and oh, I love oh, yeah, Anna Faris I think Anna like Faris quite, yeah I can imagine her in this no, role I think Anna Faris yeah. might be the one playing Goldie Horn her too she's also funny okay. Cool. Was it like, like a rom com then? Like it's yeah. like hearted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's oh, brilliant. It's a real classic. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it. I think okay. you'd enjoy it. And Private yeah. Benjamin is. I love Great Film. Yeah. I've never heard of Private Benjamin. What? No. Oh my god, it's such Oh, you classic. should watch it. What are yeah. your. You've probably seen it when you were younger. It's funny, different generations and what they would choose, but we did a feature of your favourite hangover movies. <laughs> yes, that was And funny. I was looking at the final edit and I was like, what? What? Yeah. I was like, clueless. Who's put clueless in? And Charlotte was like, uh, me. Obviously. Yeah, leave it. What are your... Clueless is a classic. Yeah, that's a classic. I know every line in Clueless. I do. I love Clueless. I've watched it so many times. So I have to say, I am a little bit young to 
be quite at that yeah. level. But yeah. mine's more like Mean Girls, Parent Trap. Parent those, Trap. those are my like no every line. Bridesmaids is the best. Like, movie. I love I like yeah. the Disney film as well. Like, yeah, me no, too. I love like yeah. Disney. Yeah. Have, yeah. have you have oh. you with young people seen Moana? No. It is unreal. I just Did can't you, watch a cartoon. You watch Frozen? Like, I, I can't even watch it. cartoons. Yeah, I, I, I've only watched Frozen so up to Let It Go. My children have probably seen up to Let It Go <laughs> so nine hundred times. But well, thankfully the Frozen uh, phenomenon is over in our house. But I don't, I don't think either of them have seen past Let oh, It Go. No. That's really sad. I haven't either. I don't know what happens in the end. Oh my god, Georgie, it's actually it's quite, it's yeah, quite dark. dark. It's dark. Yeah, I think that's probably really why it's even Whim, which is I think why we haven't got to the end. Yeah, she might get quite upset by it you say that but it's a really good message it is a good message because it's it's about like girl power over over romance I'm I'm not a cartoon my nanny was just all over cartoons loved cartoon I am I just can't watch that I really feel like you should all watch but just going back to hangover films Dirty Dancing yes love it is that a generation I love the film yeah I think it's overrated as well oh I love it no I love it but you love the dancing I love dancing but off that ill Pretty Woman Pretty Woman is one of my favourites Pretty Woman I literally know Every word yeah, yeah, me too. I you never. I know every word of that film. Do you? I've actually yeah. never yeah. seen. I actually oh, do. No, I do. I know every word as well. Seen any film? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like an not pretty woman. Oh my god, you have to watch. You've got homework to do. Yeah, yeah. Go I apparently come out and go. You should go for him. You look hot tonight. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I used to sit there as a child and just talk the whole film. Yeah, I can do that with. Yeah, back into the clueless. Yeah, can you? Love clueless. What about reading? I read one on holiday last week, and I literally read it in a day. I mean, a day. Um, I think it was called Swimming Lessons by Claire Fuller. Yes, was it good? It's so good. Okay, I really recommend it. Is that a new book? It's new. Yeah, a lot of people have been talking about it this summer. I think Lucy Williams did on her book club a few weeks ago. I think you're right. And actually, I did it for my book club, but it was so good. Really? Yeah. What's the, it about? Um, to cut a long story short, a woman who goes so missing. So I did it for my book club. What book I'm club? in a book club. You are, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's more like a wine club. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, it. Yeah. Do you enjoy the book? Yeah. Can we go? A woman basically abandons her family, and you don't know whether she's dead or whether she really left them, and a very complicated family, their issues, and like whether they find her. It's good. It's kind of it's a bit of thrillery. It's quite scary. Um, it's a good story. It was, I was hooked. Loved it. On the subject of books and reading and listening, I've just listened to the Oprah. Have I told you about this? Yeah, you told me about it. The yeah. Oprah. It's called Making Oprah. The podcast. Podcast. Yeah, I've seen it. Have you? Yeah. It's three episodes, and then there are a few bonus ones. But a friend of mine listened to it and said you should listen to this because she was sort of so ahead of her time, the era, in terms of kind of content creation. And she just broke loads of rules and did things differently and created intelligent content to inspire women. And she sort of really put her audience first. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's, I, I was never a massive Oprah fan, but it's really amazing just to think what power she had mm-hmm. as a woman and yeah. how she influenced an election and they said mm. you, you mentioned the book club which is what made me think of it but she said the Oprah so she was the first person to do a book club and she said that they had 10 million listeners viewers but when they did a book it was set a million copies that's that's she said that she always measured wow. something by the fact that one in ten would take it up. I mean, that is the most amazing conversion yeah. rate. Mm. The most 10% mm. conversion mm. rate. Yeah, you don't get that. No. Um, anyway, it's really, really interesting. It's amazing. really yeah. interesting. If you're into podcasting and looking for something, then I would recommend that one. We wrote a piece on how to treat acne scars because ultimately they needn't be something that you carry through life and there are lots of products and treatments available to help fade them. But does anyone have any... 
tips, experience? I do. I had really bad acne as a kid, and I, I was on Rakutane, which is like really strong. Drug. You had really bad acne. I mean, Georgie, it was so so bad, and I, I wouldn't even worn like a shirt like this. My whole chest, my whole back, my face was so bad. Oh, you poor thing. It was awful. God, you've got impeccable skin. Yeah. Well, it's, I think because Rakutane, it just all it does is that it's pretty damn strong. You, I you, had a friend who took Rak. How do you say it? Rakutane, and they, you have to sign some disclaimer saying you can't like get pregnant for like a year. I was fifteen. Um, you know, you can't drink for six months. Again, I was quite young, so that was fine. But it's super strong. There's some really quite terrifying yeah. um, studies into it. Like they say, well, if you're fifteen, it's probably fine. But there's been some cases where they think people who've drunk on it, drunk alcohol, it's led to. Suicide. Suicides yeah. and stuff. I also had terrible acne and my mum never let me go on it. Really? Yeah, she was always too scared. I was at wit's end. But it basically just closes up your oil glands so your skin gets so dry. Like even like Your oil. lips, right? My yeah. lips, like in her nose, so dry. But it just, like your skin just like falls off. Oh, nice. No. It get, does get a lot worse before it gets better and then suddenly... And how just, long did you take it for? I think it was like four or five months or something. Oh, that's all? Yeah. Your Maybe even like so four amazing. months. So yeah. you did um, take it, so you had acne too? So I had acne throughout my entire teenage years. Like nothing. Nothing helped. I was on antibiotics for it over and over again. It made no difference. And I'm not joking. The minute I went on the pill, that was it. Gone. And, and I literally haven't had a I remember since. lots of people going on the yeah. pill. Mm. Like, I, I cannot, I can't, but, but I went on the pill like for contraception. I didn't go on it for my skin. And I cannot believe that no doctor ever... I think it's like criminal that no doctor ever suggested it to me when I was that bit yeah, younger. Yeah, because doctors do. Because yeah. I, I remember people I, going on the pill. I, yeah, it was, it was and literally... And how crazy like, that they were pumping you full of antibiotics. I know. So yeah. I know. And clearly it was entirely hormonal. And they were all suggesting diets. I had all these like facials and everything and nothing worked. And clearly it was just entirely hormonal. Yeah, hormonal. Mm. Yeah. And do you know what type of pill it was? Because it's not every pill. Yeah, it's the same pill I'm on. Yeah, it's been still. Yeah, yeah. the one everyone. I'm on. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, nice. I absolutely love it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. how did you? So you got rid of yours from Rakuten. Yeah. So by by I think it was I, I finished it in year ten. So by the age of fifteen, six, sixteen, That's and it was fine. just gone forever. I, I the only time I ever get a spot, I had one in the day. If I'm like if I had too much to drink, I mean one spot. A right. Month. Yeah, 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 I get yeah, yeah, like yeah. one a month. Yeah. And did you have scars? Because I mean, from where I'm sitting, I don't see a single I do scar slightly here. Um, but I think probably quite lucky. I think some people do have quite bad scarring, hence this piece. But also, I think um, like people getting acne kind of at your age in thirties, forties is also really common. Yeah, I'm not in my thirties. Like post children, not your. Because your hormones go wild, exactly. Exactly. I can't get past that. I put me in a forties. I didn't. I said thirties. All you heard was forties. And have you ever had micro needling? No. Is that what you did? I've had micro needling. Yeah. But not not to fight acne. No, I've never. I'm lucky. I've never had acne. I think it is supposed to be really good. Yeah, you cried. Really good. Yeah. So I had a. You cried. Micro needling peel. So they micro needle your face, and oh my god, it was so painful. And a little tear was like trickling. Out of my eye, and I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm crying. She was like, It's fine, everyone cries. <laughs> seriously. And then they did a peel, and seriously, when I sat up, I was expecting my face to be bright red. I looked about five years old. It was really? amazing. Yeah. So they do the yeah. peel after the microneedling? Yeah, but it's a really, it's not it a very really, intense peel. And like, it really penetrates in the skin. Doesn't really it? penetrates, but all I could feel was like slight tingling. It wasn't a, mm. a course of them or a really, yeah, yeah, yeah. like there was no downtime or anything. Yeah, I've heard it's um, amazing. But this was a particular treatment that loads of Celebs get pre-red carpet and stuff like that. Like it's just so instant. Amazing, but yeah, yeah. microneedling works for the tiny needles that puncture. Mm. 
exactly. skin to promote collagen growth, yeah. which can help heal yeah. scars. Yeah. What about you? I do have scars. Again, a lot of people say yeah. they can't see them. All around, when I've got no makeup on, you can really see them all around here, like around my temples, all here, a bit here. Like I don't know what you call this, like my beard, jaw, jaw, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Beard, your feet, uh, yeah, not not again, not awful, but kind of crater style things, particularly around my temples. Um, and yeah, I'm lazy, so I haven't done it yet. But I will definitely get them lasered. That's yeah. why. That's why I think laser you. is yeah. definitely that would if it, yeah. if it bothers you. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely. And also yeah. peels. I mean, I just had this yeah. amazing course of peels. Sign up, share that's VIP, and mm-hmm. you can get a great offer on peels at Destination Skin. But she's always said, I, I said to her, why do people have peels? And she said, you know, for scarring, because it's obviously taking. Mm-hmm. I don't have the skin off, isn't it? Mm. It's painful. Well, I had very gentle vitamin C peels, which weren't painful at all. But Maya in the team had a peel last week. Oh, she did your peel. Oh, yeah. yeah, I felt awful because and I was meant to go for this peel, but I oh, couldn't. that what I sent you to? You sent it, and then I couldn't go. Um, but the woman was coming in from, like, out of town. I was like, shit, I can't let her down. Um, so I just sent it around, and I was like, oh, I'll have it, I'll do it. And um, they said absolutely no downtime. Maya had a wedding that weekend. She came in the next day and her face was so. Oh, I mean, red. She said she spoke to the woman on the phone and the woman said, How are you? And Maya said, My face is shedding. And she went, Oh, good. It's doing it then. It's working then. Anyway, Maya looks great. Maya looks great. And I think by the weekend yeah. it was over. Yeah, she was. And now her skin looks gorgeous. Yeah, so yeah. I, think I had it's well oh, worth yeah. it. I had some peels, three peels over about six months this year. And they're so good. Really? What yeah. did you have? I don't know what it was, but my skin is really sensitive. I think they were just strengthen it and to kind of promote a healthy skin barrier. But it's reduced my redness so much. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, that's what I'd She's, like. Yeah. Quite, like, it stung a lot. Mm. Like, but it was only for like 30 seconds or a minute. St- tingles and then tingles, yeah, yeah. goes stings a little bit. But mine, I had. She was very gentle with me. I've got very thin skin. Mm. She said. Um, and she said she would really recommend IPL for me, which is that light. laser, yeah, the light one, yeah. Uh, yeah. What is that, still a peel under lights? No, yeah. it's not a peel. No, it is different, yeah. Yeah, it's a treatment that sort of penetrates, mm. I think, the skin. But she said, time and time again, and I said to her afterwards, what would you recommend for my skin? She said, IPL, IPL, IPL. I said to you before, yeah, if you have IPL, then... You can't go in the sun or something? No. You can't be in the sun, you can't wear fake, fake tan. tan. That was it, we did have this So you wear fake tan, your skin yes. will burn. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. God, that so makes like, you think, uh, what's in fake tan? Uh, must know. It must be the combination of stuff. I think it does. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's great if you're face, though, is it? Fake tan. Mm. I still put it on. Mm. I don't care. Yeah, okay. On the topic of peels and anti-aging... Well, I have mine for anti-aging reasons, not for acne scars. Uh, I'm not 40 yet, Charlotte. <laughs> we wrote a piece on the seven ageing mistakes you might be making. Yes, we did it with a French cosmetic doctor called Dr. Jules Nabet. Um, and I really like this piece, just some different kind of points that you haven't really read anywhere else. Uh, lots of different things. One thing that I thought was really interesting, um, I know we talk about magnesium a lot, but he said it's really good if you're, when you're aging um, because it lowers your cortisol levels and that stabilises your hormones, which in turn has an effect on your skin. And I thought that was just an interesting way of looking at that aspect of magnesium. Um, lots of the things that probably we all know less is more you know don't over Botox you know don't you don't want to look puffy that kind of thing um, you don't look puffy what from too your, much Botox yes and your fillers basically you know going to see the right doctor and don't be obsessed with trying to freeze your face um, you know remember that you are you and ageing is inevitable as well yes and he does say that at the end accepting acceptance is the key to a healthy and happy ageing process um, yeah 
That's good advice. You know, but it doesn't mean you have to accept a drooping face or lack of energy. There's got to be a balance. Like, mm-hmm. I'm all for the... I mean, I don't think any of you have... So, I had Botox for like a year. Have you? Yeah. Um, and I actually went to see a different doctor last night. Not for Botox, but to just to chat, chat to him about some stuff. And while I was there, I was like, you know, might as well. And I said, you know, honestly, can you look at my face and think what you would recommend doing? And he said, oh, I think you need to, we need to do something with your chin. So he's put some filler in my chin. You can look a little bruise. Who did you go and see? Um, he's called Dr. Hyatt. He's French as well. Oh. He's got a new clinic up in... Like back of Oxford Street, like Marylebone. In your chin. Is this mm. to get the balance in your face right? Yeah. I didn't even know about but this. Can you not see it looks moving? Yeah, no, 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 I do. But I didn't know until Tom with you that your chin is supposed to balance, match yeah, the end of your nose. nose. So, yeah. so now it does. Definitely not happening on my face. Yeah, I was going to say, no hope. But can you see on the side? It looks a bit different. Yeah, it does. Yeah, now yeah, you, yeah. it does. Quite interesting. Yeah, it is good. But what he made me think as well, this is kind of the point everyone thinks, oh, so I need to do my forehead, like I got all these lines. He says, no, you don't. You know, you need to just work, you know, just balance out a few other things that you wouldn't necessarily yeah, think of. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, yeah, I, I did my nose as well. He did He put Botox in my nose. Kept that bit quiet. Really? Yeah, he got about that. He did it everywhere. Your face is really painful. That's probably why you've got a cold. You should have just like on your sinuses. No, 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 it's fine. Well, with the chin as well, I see, I have no top lip, so I wanted to have some in my lip once. And they said, no, you should do your chin, not your lips. Because then you just end up with, if you if you haven't got a pronounced chin, Everything that just accentuates mm-hmm. the duck mouth. So he said, actually, forget the lips, the lips yeah. are fine. You want to pull out the chin. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. That's yeah. really interesting. It's so painful, I'd though. like to see what they could do with my nose. Because you can get fillers. Instead of having a nose job, That's you can actually so get just fillers to balance I feel like that won't make my nose smaller. <laughs> so no, I'm no. doing that. <laughs> They could do something like here, or just you know, just to but not <laughs> just to no. massive yeah. temples yeah. right in there. That was scarring as well. But it was, it was really interesting. Very interesting. Beard my nose. He did do this. He's like, yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, yes. Oh, really? I think you you have got to embrace it, and I'm all for a bit of you know a little bit, but it's not noticing that someone's had it. I mean, there's such an art, and that's yeah. why yeah. I always recommend. Dr. Sib thought, I mean, there are other people, mm. obviously, in London that take that less is more approach. But I do think, you know, a little bit can be a good thing, but it's just those really full, full faces yeah. Yeah, where exactly. it's so tight with fillers and, and also you can't a, move it that yeah. just looks so dreadful. There's a certain age where, like, inevitably, you're going to have lines. So everybody's going to, if you're walking around and you're 60 and you've got no lines on your face, everybody's yeah. going to know. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I met someone the other day and it came up in conversation. She had quite a lined forehead, but she had, she didn't have many lines on her face. And she said, someone said to her once, pick an area that you don't go for. Because that keeps you looking natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, actually, I'll take the forehead because it doesn't really affect how good I look, if you know what yeah. I mean. She said, so I'd rather focus on other areas that I think stop me looking well. Does yeah. that, does that yeah. make yeah. sense? Yeah. And actually, I thought that was quite yeah. smart. So she had really quite a lined forehead. And from that, you wouldn't have known yes. that yes. she was filling here a little bit yeah. to the size of her nose. Yeah. And she had a few other fillers. Yeah. Because she had this move, so I thought it was quite a clever mm. trick. And sorry, one more Leaves thing. Lines. Yeah, what this doctor did to his new thing he's bringing over from France is they take some fat from your body, so like say your bum or something, and then he, only a tiny, tiny bit, and they use they inject that in your face instead of filler, and it's it lasts for like five years and improve. This is full of like platelets or blood cells or something, but it boosts your skin like massively over like five years. He showed me these images; they were amazing. So yeah. fat instead of. Hyaluronic acid as a filler. Surely that's better for you. Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Their own 
Because it's like it's like human yeah. as opposed to chemical. Fascinating. Yeah. Oh. Really cool. Maybe our children will just look back and go, oh, those what lines, lines. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. Don't we all look great? <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Let's talk about hair for a bit, and in particular hair tonging, and how to tong your hair like a pro. Uh, because if you haven't got the knack of it, you kind of think you never will. I think you need to know the knack, don't you? Mm-hmm. But Charlotte is here to prove <laughs> yeah. that you can tong your hair at home. Well. And you can't see her now, but she's, got, <laughs> she's pretty good at tonging her hair. I actually can tong my hair, I just never have time to tong my hair. Yeah. What are your secrets? Well, I have to say, first of all, I don't use tongs, I use straighteners. I use skinny straighteners. And I thread it like, when people ask me how I do it, I explain it. Like, you know when you're wrapping a present and you run the scissors along a piece of ribbon? It's like, oh, it's yeah. that same movement. So you, like, take a piece of hair and you flip it and then you, like, run it down and it makes it curly. Well, um, that quickly... Yeah, and how big chunks? Yeah, not, I mean, it. not like you know, don't really yank your hair out. But I think it's people listening, really well on a podcast. people listening, that, yeah, that's not very visual. Um, yeah. it's quite hard to visualise. Yes, so you take, so I take a piece, and he talks about you take a piece that small. Yes, yeah, so in this article, he talks about what? he says the smaller the section, the tighter and more defined the curls will be. In the same way, the bigger the section, the softer the curls or waves will be. I disagree because I think if you, if maybe if you have curly hair that will hold really easily, that works. I don't. I have, I've got a lot of it, but fine hair that. Yeah, drops very easily so I take small sections and yeah I do it really quickly so I flip kind of take one small section like really small I mean how what is that like a centimeter when it's flat flip it pull it round and I make it really curly I mean it look like I'm gonna contest in a children's beauty pageant and then I straighten over it so he taught he again asks about oh, how can you no 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 when I say straighten over it, I mean I go you know just really gently for like 20 seconds and you put, over with straighteners and that's what makes it, on it at yeah, nothing so but again it, that's hair, that's unique to my hair like I my hair yeah. is better with no product everybody's is different but to get that kind of tousled effect personally I think it's better to go small sections very curly and then loosely go over it with straighteners just to kind of wring them out mm. a bit but I think okay. if you have I mean our kind of hair length I think straighteners make my hair make just is a different it's the wrong kind of curl Too we curly. need like tong well, and I also oh, think straighteners, if you're not very quick, you can get lines in it from the edges of the straighteners. Yes, so you have, you to, have to be, yeah. yeah, you've got to be very quick. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. I think a tongue is better. Mm. I'm actually more of a thicker chunk, but do it for a bit longer. Me too. But then do you not find you ringlety? How, no. how do you get it? Mine, yeah, keep just it just separate. Just yeah. it, yeah. Ringlety, no, and you pull it. So and it someone said to me... You wrap the hair around the tongue. You always keep the tongue straight, not at an angle, mm-hmm. otherwise it's a bit dated. But you keep the tongue straight, and when you take the hair out of the tongue, pull the end. A, never tongue mm-hmm. to the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Never tongue straight. too high, and yeah. never tongue right to the end. You want the end straight. And pull it down, and then let go. Okay. Put it down where you want it to go, and then let go. Interesting. Okay. Oh, so, so in alternate directions. Yes. What do you mean? So, like, take so like, one piece yeah. and do it that way, and then the next piece Over, and the other way. Under. Do you do all yours in the same way? Because then it looks more natural. Yeah. And also, sometimes, just uh, sometimes I'll straighten the ends. So, I haven't done that today because sometimes I want a kind of bouncier thing. But if I'm going for a more, like, grungy look, then I'll, like, have it quite curly, like, you know, for most of it, and then I'll straighten the ends so that so it looks, like, longer and a mm-hmm. bit more, like, dead heady. And how long does it take you? Ten minutes. No, it's swear my life. Ten minutes. I'll do it from scratch here if you want on video. To I think it. we should do a little video. I'll actually, it. yeah. It's honestly but when so you wash your hair, we're doing do you our, you... makeup on fast forward looks. Yeah. we should do that yeah. with you. Sure. Hair. Yeah. Do you? So when you wash your hair, do you yes. dry it? Wash it, dry it. Like when I, when I say rough, I mean 
till it's bone dry, but you know, not ha- not styling it mm-hmm. or anything, and then I go from there. And you don't use any heat protection, do you? I you should. Yeah, no, it's so bad. You should. Let's talk about migraines. Ranked as the seventh most debilitating illness in the world, migraines affect one in seven people globally and around six million in the UK. They're one of the nation's biggest causes of work absence, and women are three times more likely to suffer from a migraine than a man. I find that interesting. But I don't ever hear of a man saying he's got a migraine. No, yeah, so the whole time. Oh, ben, ben gets yeah, so my boyfriend gets well used to get them so badly, really, really like as in kind of what you had Asher this weekend, like vomiting, has to go to sleep to cure it, and then he completely overhauled his diet and never gets them anymore. What was it that was causing? He it? cut out. Well, he's got certain real kind of key triggers. So he thinks I know this is bizarre, but melted cheese. So like pizza is an absolute killer yeah. for him, and it's not the bread, it's not the tomato. So he kind of narrowed it, says it down. Here, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Common offenders include coffee, carbonated drinks, apples, citrus fruits, cheese, nuts, and chocolate. Yes, exactly. And, and just generally eating your well. Mom, your mum was saying hers was Yeah, my mum used to get really bad migraines when I was a kid, and she someone told her it was like to do with dark chocolate. They could be to do with dark chocolate or oranges, weirdly, and she cut them out and she didn't... And they're both, and they're both on this yeah. list, citrus fruit yeah. and chocolate. Um, so but also there's a massive thing to say about hormones and mm. migraines, which probably is why women. much more women get, yeah. get them. But you didn't get them um, regularly? No, I've, I've had them in the past, but I mean, I can't even remember the last time I had one. It was just weird, one-off, but yeah. they're so horrible. Did you go to bed? I had to go to bed. I wasn't tired, so I was just like under the covers, <laughs> like desperately trying to go to sleep, but that's the only thing that will cure them, yeah, being in the dark mom. room. Yeah, I had, I've got a friend the same, and she said she said to her repair the other day, I'm going underground <laughs> for the next day, you're not going to see me, I've got a migraine, and I have to, I take these pills, and I go to bed, horrible. and then I have to wake up. Yeah. But I'm going to do a plug for Advil Migraine, which you can't buy in the UK, you can only buy it in America, but it is a miracle cure. So Ben will now take, if he can feel the sight, this talks about the kind of aura, I think, when you feel it coming, like you can kind of see things in your eyes yeah, or you something, see, um, you kind of know it's coming. Um, so he now kind of uses it preventatively and will take one of those and really, it can really, really make a massive difference. Well, they're saying that, I remember when I did have a migraine another time, I took a migraine and oh my god it was the most horrible feeling so it basically kind of shuts off the nerve endings in your brain and you I could basically feel my brain like freezing over Ooh. it was the most horrible feeling horrible. I felt so out of control of my body oh that's really horrible yeah. but some people swear by them and I guess yeah. if you get them really badly um very yeah. regularly then it's the only thing that's gonna mm. stop right. it you need to take them and sleep don't you yeah mm. exactly anyway there obviously is medication but I thought it was interesting that it said, you know, keep a symptom diary, start a food diary, and you might find some common offenders. Let's talk about emotional eating. Yeah, this was really confirmed for me with my illness this weekend, because I got really bored. The first few days I was like... She had a sick bug. I had a sick bug. So I was like completely out cold for the first few days. Like not, I wasn't even like corpus mentis, to be honest. Then by the weekend, I kind of felt a bit better, but still couldn't eat anything. And, and I was getting really bored. I couldn't leave the house. And all I wanted to do was eat like I was like right I'm bored and then I got irritated because I was sitting at home and, and the, my first instinct with all of these things is to go and get something to eat it's like go and get a biscuit or like whatever it may be and it really like 
drummed home for me that that is when that's mm, I'm so guilty bored and and irritated yeah massively mm. I mean I know I was hungry in addition to all of that but like I so really did you eat no. no of course no 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 I really couldn't but it really you noticed to, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that, that when I kind of my brain literally goes bored food so even mm. when you felt so all I'm from being bored food yeah oh, all I could think about was what I wanted to eat brain. yeah 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 totally yeah bored food I so agree mm. I could, I'm just such a grazer yeah me too through boredom but when mm. I'm busy I, yeah yeah mm. I would happily not have meals and just like pick yeah me too on. but yeah. then when I went, to, went on holiday recently in France and I ate a proper breakfast and a proper lunch and a proper supper and then you don't I didn't urgent. eat two meals at all, yeah. like at all, which yeah. is so not me. And I tell myself that, you know, I need less than often. It's absolutely rubbish. And actually, we ate and ate and ate on holiday. You know, we had big lunches, and I thought I'd get back and feel that my clothes are too tight. But actually, they weren't at all. Mm. You probably just ate the same ma- amount of calories, but just at different points but of I ate, the day. Yeah, like proper, proper food. Healthy, you know, mm-hmm. like whole food, you know. And a lot of wine, and my, mm-hmm. my clothes still fit. <laughs> the dream. The Are dream. you an emotional eater at all? Not at all. I'm the opposite. If I'm upset or like sad, stressed, I just don't want to eat at all. I like lose my appetite. I wish I was like mm. that. I don't think I'm ever like that. No, unless, I'm, I just, unless I'm oh. so busy that it's back to back meetings. I don't think I'm ever like that. Yeah. I never don't really Agreed. My eat. whole world revolves around food eating. So how do you... I have a question for you. Mm. So you're a very normal... You don't have to answer this <laughs> on the podcast. Have you ever had... Do you feel like... I always think most women at some point in their life, or it's rare that as a woman you don't have kind of food demons, have had battles, yeah. have... Have you ever? Never in a serious way. And I've thought about it a lot because I wonder kind of why. Um, If anything, I'm like the opposite, but you just can't see it on my body. I don't gain that much weight, luckily. I'm really gluttonous, like really, really gluttonous as a person. So I should, I'm luckily not really fat, but the way, and I have to really control overeating, actually. So yeah, I don't have any issues with like anorexia or bulimia or anything in that you know the kind of under eating direction but like yeah I absolutely have to stop myself from overeating. but you're not don't take it in the wrong yeah. way you've got a great figure and clothes that great on mm. you we're calling it the Charlotte <laughs> effect um, but you're not waif skinny no because I eat loads but and and have you have you ever wanted to be? Yes, oh, I would absolutely love to be. I, w- I would but love not to be to the point thing, but, but no. where you let it control your life and I think that's Really, uh, admirable is the wrong word. No, because I think it's. I actually think it's the other that you've you've managed not to. Because I actually think it's the other direction. I think I would love to be stick thin. I don't have the food discipline to be to look the way I'd like to look. So it might seem like that on the outside, but actually it's the opposite. I would love to stop eating cake and biscuits and carbs and like all of those things that I love to eat to look like you know whatever Kendall Jenner whoever. Because yeah, that is actually my desired you know, body image, despite what Oh my God, you've got an incredible uh, No, but body. I would rather be stick thin. Do you, I would. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally know. with you. And I feel like, not that I watch everyone in the office, but I feel like you have, Everything. you know, from, I, from how yeah. much I know you, <laughs> no, I just feel like yeah. you have a pretty... Normal yeah, attitude. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. Yeah, you just have very... Yeah. Unfazed, unfazed, unrestricted, yeah. attitude to food. Uh, yeah, and I think that's a really great, great, great thing. And I've got two daughters and I... And I want to bottle that. Like, Send to me. How do I? <laughs> I mean, at school we used to sit on the stairs outside chapel in the evening, two friends and I, and we would count what we'd eaten mm. or list what we'd eaten mm. that day. Really? And we'd be. And this is why I don't want my daughters yeah. to go to a girls only boarding school. God, I was happy at school, but I just think you need boys around mm. to, you know, 
realised that actually no one gives a shit about mm, yeah. boys don't give a shit about whether you ate a block of cheese mm-hmm, or two mm-hmm. but we used to sit there and analyse it and and I just oh I desperately desperately hope that I can bring up girls that have a sharp mm. attitude a healthy mm. attitude oh, nice. towards food because I'll I think this my parents. I think so many women <laughs> yeah. do you think we all have really unhealthy attitudes <laughs> no I don't no I don't I, no I actually don't really not it's because I basically sit next to Georgie so she yeah, sees yeah, it yeah maybe that's what it is I'm looking at Georgie snuck in I don't know what Georgie I'm, I'm pretty healthy but I do you, really I do I mean you are teeny 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 you're very normal I just can't really comment on you Okay. It is because you do see everything. I think it's because I see Not that I'm watching you. I know. But, I mean, you're teeny tiny. You, you eat. Yeah, you eat. Yeah. My, my nickname is Henry VIII amongst my friends. Like, <laughs> I can seriously VIII. put it away. Yeah, yeah you do. But that's just your genes. Yeah, And I've got, again, I've spent more time with Astrid than I have with you two, but I've seen you eat. I Well, from what I know, you're just one of those lucky people that can eat a lot. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely eat. Be a little bit tighter in some places, but oh, we all could. I quite like eating, yeah. so mm. no, great, no. But I think I don't know. But I think it's. I think for what me, you? it's taken time to like develop a healthy relationship with food. My sister, who's sixteen months older than me, she was about five or six years ago. She was very, very anorexic. She was in hospital for like almost a year. Um, so it's something that yeah rings quite like true to me. Um, she's so well now. She's getting married. Like if you yeah. saw her, she's like about size 14, 16, you'd never think that she had been ill. Um, so it's something that, you know, in our family is quite an issue, like an issue. Wow. So something I've always been aware of and, you know. Do you think that that made you really like not, like not go in that direction? Like was it a mm. horror story for you to kind of learn from? To be honest, at the time, this is a really horrible thing to say, I hope she's not listening, but I didn't, I kind of like zoned out yeah, from no, it that, all because I, it, I must have been like first, second year of uni. So I kind of was not really with her yeah. and I kind of just didn't really want to get like, accept it was happening mm-hmm. and kind of wanted to zone myself out a bit. But it was not a good time, you know. She was, I mean, I think at her lightest, she was like 37 kilos. Oh, God, that's what is that insane? Oh, that's tiny. Like, not much. Bear in mind, she's like my height. She's like, like under seven stone, right? Much, much longer. Oh my yeah. god, like it's well under seven five, stone. six stone or something. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's hospitalised nearly. Yeah. yeah, so it was really bad. But, you know, we all have like, we all have issues with food, really, you know. But that's it. I feel like, mm. as a woman, I mean, God, I've had my moments. And, yeah, I feel like those are, are sort of long behind me. But I feel like, as a woman, it's it's a really real thing to deal with. And, and with the media as it is, it's only going to get worse. And, yeah, I just... Mm. You did, like, I had it on the flip side when I was at school because I was so thin. But completely naturally, I've just got one of those small bodies. But um, people probably did think I had an eating disorder, mm. and I mm. absolutely did not. Yeah. It's just my genetic makeup I think it's in your friends like I think that's really interesting what you just said about your friends like my friends and I have always been obsessed with food and it's always been such a big focus of our social yeah. life and, and my family as well if that's kind of what you're around and look everybody's got their own problems it doesn't always it can't always work like that mm. but I think if you're always if food is like a positive happy thing amongst you and the people you're with then you kind of benefit from that I mean I think in an ideal Wild, yeah. yeah. I think for me, being at a girls' only boarding school mm. has, yeah, has probably, and I'm not knocking them all. And as I said, I was so happy at school. But I, I when I got to university, there were quite a lot of girls in my year who'd been at a mixed boarding school. And I remember being really kind of envious of just how relaxed they were around the opposite sex mm. and how they didn't have to put loads of, not that I wore loads of makeup for lectures 
at all quite the opposite but I just remember seeing mm-hmm. how they turned up with all these friends who were guys that they were just themselves with mm-hmm. and they didn't I know you mean to get yeah. Dress yeah. Yeah. We, we, all went, we all went, we went to girls, girls yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whereas we we spent our week planning what we were going to wear for the weekend yeah, practicing our makeup for Saturday night yeah. mm-hmm. and we were and obsessed with boys yeah, I mean we'd write lists about boys yeah oh god I mean yeah but actually yeah and I think it's healthy and my cousin's another one. She went to mixed boarding school. And the boys, they don't want bitchiness or girls fussing. They want good banter, girls mm. playing sport in the evening, mm. having a laugh. I think yeah. that's a really positive thing. My yeah. last two years of uni, I lived with boys um, just because I hated living with girls. They were just for that reason. Bitchy, competitive, and guys are just so down to earth. Yeah, and they, they just don't want to hear it. They no. They yeah. That doesn't make a girl. And I think that's the other thing about university is I realised that a girl isn't attractive to a guy by procrastinating and getting hung up on those things mm-hmm. that exactly. makes it less attractive exactly. and I met my husband doing a ski season and I remember the first time god I remember really flirting like ski we were skiing <laughs> I mean he flirts while you're skiing but I remember mucking around with our ski I don't even know what it was I think it was the first moment when I was like hmm and yeah that was skiing I mean who'd have thought I'd have thought I'd meet a guy being out in London on mm, a Saturday yeah, night yeah. not skiing not sitting on a chairlift hungover mm. and you know. Yeah, but that was you. You know, you just you. He probably saw you yeah. as some right, like in that moment, chilled out, like yeah. you know, not yeah. not trying to be anyone or be anything. More on the topic of food. We're quite food heavy this week. <laughs> yes. We were quite fashion heavy last week. So I, I think that's okay. <laughs> Eating alone, a table for one. So we've been recruiting new members of the editorial team over the last however many weeks, couple of months, and the task that Astrid and I have set them <laughs> is to write a piece on why there shouldn't be stigma around a table for one. Which is quite a good task. Why did you choose that out of interest? Um, because I wanted to choose something that was intelligent, but that wasn't too political. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can kind of make it what they want. Yes. So it could be really op-ed. It could yeah. be funny. Yeah, yeah. be funny. Yeah. Yeah. It could bring in interviewees. Like I don't know, they can really kind of show Fish their skills yeah. and that's yeah, what we're yeah. looking for and it's it's quite tricky mm. and the candidate Rosie that joined us I mean she completely nailed it and stood out from all the rest oh, I want to read her yeah um, I just think it's quite an interesting thing because I would never go into a restaurant and ask for a table for one I mean just never 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 my dad always used to say to me when he travelled that he ate out in restaurants in the evening on his own. And I'd be like, oh my God, that makes me really sad. Me and too. And he'd say to me, you're like, darling, well, I've had meetings all day and I've been talking all day. It's like the idea that I can sit down with my papers and just have a bit of time to myself is absolute bliss. And my husband, he doesn't travel loads with work did um he was in some really unglamorous regional hotel and he said i'm gonna go down and have dinner um i was like oh my god don't go on your own just get room service and he was like no i'm gonna be grown up actually so i'm gonna go i've got my ipad i've got some emails i'm gonna go and and he had a really nice time and started chatting to someone at the bar (laughs) what (laughs) but um yeah would you would you go Um, yes I would. Not, not. Would you though? Okay, so I have been out for lunch 
by myself a couple of times. If, for example, I've been... But is it, like, circumstantial? Because, I don't know, you've got an hour or something to kill and you need to eat. Yeah, I'm, not talking, uh, I'm not talking about yeah, you two in between. No, 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 I don't yes. mean like that. I mean, like, if I fancy going to... No, like, if I fancy kind of going, you know, back in my non-working days, fancy going to Selfridges for the day or something. I mean, when I was a student, not in something like this. <laughs> okay. A small period of unemployment that didn't exist. So, yeah, when I, you know, if I had, like, the odd day in London in the holidays or something, yeah, I would absolutely go to Selfridges or something, go shopping, and then, yeah, I'd go for lunch by myself quite happily. I'd, but, yeah, like, lunch, I think, is slightly different. Lunch is... That was what I was going to say. Lunch is different. But to, to me, there's a real... Even lunch, there's a real fine line between what is acceptable, and to me, acceptable kind of ends at Itsu. Yeah, like, like oh, no. Like, like sitting there's Brett, I, having your... I went to the Itsu and Drake Avenue, which I think is just sharp, which was a Itsu restaurant... And I did that once for myself. I no, I was sat in like Orbain in Selfridges alone and had lunch. Oh, I went, jo- Astrid and I went to the Joseph show last fashion week and it was like, I had been at a wedding night before and I was like really hot and like flustered and tired and I went to Black Road by myself for like an hour. You went to Black Road? Yeah, afterwards because I had some time to kill. I was actually meeting Maya like later. So yeah, and I was really, really hungry and I went to Black Road for an hour and it was so, so what nice. what do you do when you're sitting there? I sat on my phone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't have your phone. Yeah. yeah, oh my God. I would never do it without Would you take technology. a magazine? Yeah, absolutely. I'd take my iPad. I, oh, you. Yeah. Sometimes Ben and I will go for brunch on the weekend and both take our iPads. I know that's not the same thing, but yeah, I mean, more than happily. I've done it Just once. Out. I love it. But it was because I had to. So I was in Amsterdam and I was meeting friends there, but they were flying in from Jersey. Their flight got cancelled. So I was there for the whole day on my own. They didn't actually arrive till midnight. I was like, that's such a <laughs> Oh my God. And I was like, I'm going to have to eat, eat something. The hotel had shit room service. So I went down to like a restaurant around the corner and I felt like such a wally. Did you? So, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. Earlier, before that, it was a really beautiful day and I went and found like a really lovely um, like wine bar with an out, outdoor area and I quite happily sat and like read a magazine and had a glass of wine. But when I went for dinner, I just felt like such a wally. Mm. Yeah, there's something about in the day, I feel it's easier. Yeah. Much yeah. easier. Yeah, I could not, like on a Thursday evening, but no. oh, I'm going to take myself. I mean, I, I, can't I agree. I would never do that. I couldn't no. order alcohol on my own either. I couldn't oh, I really. think I could do that. Yeah. I feel like meeting someone. <laughs> like, if you're meeting someone in a bar, if they're coming, if they're coming, yeah. I do That's it. Fine. But no. No? I agree. I would never take myself out for dinner. That's, yeah. That would be weird. But I think, but if know. I'm out and I'm hungry, but I have you no should. problem just going you, Well, anyway, so this piece basically said that being alone doesn't mean being lonely and that a recent study by Open Table revealed that reservations for parties of one grew by 62%. Parties That's sad. Like, I wouldn't make reservations. One is <laughs> the saddest phrase ever. Yeah. Sorry, parties of one. <laughs> grew by 62%. Bloody hell. In 2015, with numbers climbing higher ever since. And actually, in this crazy world that we live in, where there's no peace and quiet, you know, you could perhaps write about it, whether you do it is another thing. But I think another point to make is that, you know, there are lots of restaurants doing bar service. So potentially, yes. that is better. When my husband said he was going to have dinner, he did actually it's end up bar. eating at the bar, okay. which I think is okay. Yeah. And there are places like Barafina in Soho. But I think that's a bit sadder. To go to a Michelin star restaurant by yourself <laughs> is quite tragic. It's Michelin star, but it's not like... No, it is, but it's, it's, it's about... It's tablecloth. But it's, it's like it's an happen. experience that should be enjoyed with another person. I was about to say, I'd want to share it with someone else. Yeah, I was exactly. about to say. Yeah, yeah. well... is actually one of my favourite restaurants. Would you go below? Would you like it that much? <laughs> like, if, I, if I'm home alone and I want something nice to eat, I'll just, if I want... Me too, I would not go I'll just get like a delivery. Agreed. For one, that's fine. Agreed. 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 <laughs> so we're going to finish on two home-related topics. 
One is on how to style cushions, because from soft chevrons to playful style prints, cushions can upgrade a tired sofa or enhance a bed instantly. And we interviewed Tori Murphy, who designs fabulous cushions. I'm, I'm laughing about enhancing a bed. I remember watching something once many years ago that stuck with me, which was a man, it was in a film. Yeah, it's oh. Ben Stiller. It's, it's in Ilon King Polly. Oh, I know yeah. what you mean. It's like yeah. a man it with Deborah Messing and he destroys oh, all the yeah. pillows off the bed. But, the, I, well, yes. I promise you it's that. Yeah, in the one I'm thinking, they say, do you know how many hours in your lifetime you spend carrying cushions? Yeah, because ri- his job is risk assessment. Yeah. So okay. he's like worked it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and he says, do you know how many hours in your lifetime, or maybe it's even days that you spend taking the pillows <laughs> off your bed before you go to bed and putting them on your bed. But they have to be done in quite a particular way. I'm really anal about my cushions. I have to have the zips down. And I used to think you have to have, you could have one print and then one colour. Mm. But actually an interior designer taught me that really you want a couple of prints mm. and you want a few different colours. I remember always thinking it was pink and grey or it was, you know, grey and... You can't think of any other colours. Green or <laughs> yeah. my, my, my are embarrassingly pink and grey. Oh, I don't know, teal and gold or yeah. whatever. But yeah. actually she was like... You need more going on in there. It's too mm-hmm. uniform. Mm-hmm. Try and bring in two prints. Mm-hmm. And I always okay. had this thing that you could only have one print in a room. She taught me that actually you can clash prints and it really works. That's cool. And cushions is a really good way to do that. I really want some velvet cushions. That's what I'm on the hunt for. H&M. Great velvet cushions. Oh, really? You want to spend a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cox and Cox had some really nice ones. Do you like my cushions to be the same on the front and the back, though? Like that's the cheap giveaway. Yes. Or if you want cushions mm. made, mm. find some fabric. And yeah. I've got a, it's upholsterer who is amazing. He's so cheap. I hope he's not listening. He's so <laughs> not to put his prices up. But he made cushions. I had a quote from the woman who made my curtains once upon a time: fifty quid a cushion, ten quid a cushion. Oh wow! Hyped. Oh, cool. oh nice. So if you find some fabric, he's oh, cool. brilliant. Such a nice guy. Cool. Good to know. Good to know. Is there else to say about cushions? I've got another cushion tip. But my other cushion tip is always go for an inner a size bigger than the size of your cushion. Yes, my dad. You don't want a like a saggy cushion. Yeah, interesting. It's such a giveaway. You want them to be really like plump. Yeah, and I used a really good another curtain lady. (laughs) She didn't know this tip, and she bought me my cushions, and they were really floppy. That last one, they just look really cheap. Yeah. Also, Sophie Patterson will say you've got to dart them from the top. I go from the side. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, dart them? So they like got little like. So they have to be a shape. So she likes her cushions like that. Okay, just for this is a diagram. She, oh no no! So she karate chops them. Sorry. So if, if this is your cushion. Oh sorry, when you just she karate chops yes. got down it, got the it, got middle. It. Oh, okay. So it goes like a V. I karate chop at the yeah. side. Got it. Okay. And they're all gonna be the same, standing up the same way. Yes. I'm really anal. The other thing on the topic of home is the e-cloth. I bought oh one. God. Did you? How good is the e-cloth? I haven't used it yet. Can I everyone stop talking about the e-cloth now when we finally covered it in the podcast? Why? Like, do you not have I one? No, I don't. I know you're going to tell well, me. Well, get an e-cloth, e-cloth <laughs> Charlotte, and then you might get it. So this is... I can't wait to use it. This is a story you the other day. <laughs> Only because I was talking to some friends, and they said, I can't get my shower screen so shiny. And I've got a shower in my kind of guest loo. And... She said, why is your shower screen always so shiny? And I was like, what's an e-cloth? 
She's like, what? And we then had this whole discussion about ethos. I mean, she's now got ethos. She's like, oh my God, ethos have changed my life. Yeah. So at that moment, I was like, Astra, we need to write about ethos. They're yeah. completely revolutionary. Do you have them, Astrid? No, but I'm going to get some. Don't Amazon. I bought one on Amazon. I'm on Amazon. You basically don't really need any chemical cleaning products. And they're made with these really fine, high quality fibres. And the fibres break up and remove grease and dirt way better than any spray will. So like mirrors, taps, glass, work surfaces, hobs. They're amazing. You can even get an e-cloth mop. And do you still that. use I a spray? That. No, you, you just, just damp, water. You damp it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's much really? better for your, you know, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Much better. And then with the mop, oh, wow. you just rip off. It's like a sort of Velcroed mm. yeah. thing. So you just rip it off and stick it in the washing machine. Mm. It's genius. So it's really hygienic. So people mm. go, oh, but there's no detergent. But you put this thing in the wash every time. Whereas with a mop, you're just... Yeah, mop's the gross. Same yeah, yeah. Gross. Yeah, no, I was sold. I was straight in. Have you used it? No, I haven't. I, the only issue I had is I went to buy one, and there's a lot... Oh, you put... This is the general purpose one, but you can get a bathroom one, a kitchen one, okay. a pack of three, but everything, like, mm-hmm. special ones. There's lots of different ones. Right. I bought a bathroom one, because um, my, shower, yeah, my shower screen is my issue. Is that what you have as well, a bathroom one? I think, I, as far as the cloths go, I just have general purpose right. okay. cloths. I have a lot of them. They all go in the washing machine every time my cleaner comes. But they are brilliant. And they are scientifically proven to remove 99% of bacteria. So, there you go. So, on that note, that's it for this week. If you have any feedback, then do email podcast at sharelots.com. And do, please, if you could forgive us for the e-cloth chat, <laughs> do, please... Rate, review, and subscribe to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast on iTunes. See you next time. Bye.